I'm R.E.A. Schwartz, along with my co-hosts tonight, Pat Ralph and Rachel Galligan. Welcome to the WNBA Insider Show. Each week, we cover different topics important to the W, using X's and O's, along with key stats. We bring honest and critical analysis. We're still trying to calm down from last night's critical and exciting games. Uh, fast pace or slow pace, they were exciting at points, <laughs> no matter what. Even when it was a blowout, it was it was still exciting to watch because... Sadly, it might have been the last time we saw uh, Liz Cambage play, which is why I'm now calling her Comet Liz. Because like Haley's Comet, she shows up every once every few years. Oh it's amazing. God. It's spectacular. You watch it and you're in awe. And then it's gone. <laughs> and then you just tell your kids about it and how amazing it was. So she's got a new nickname and and it's better than Liz Tree. Um, moving on, LA versus DC, the first game of tomorrow Pat, initial thoughts about uh, Sparks taking on the Mystics? Uh, I look at it, and I was just kind of like perusing through some of the stats and just kind of like thinking about it was two takeaways immediately. Just one before I started kind of digging in and doing my prep work, but one just um, – and then after kind of digging in. The first was you have a very offensive-minded team and a very defensive-minded team. Um, the Sparks are a great defensive team. Not that they're a great offensive team, but they are – what makes them great and what makes them who they are is their defense. The Mystics are a great offensive team. They're not, again, not saying they're a bad defensive team, but they are a better offensive team. So you have that. But then I looked at it too, and it's like these teams are almost like identical, other than the fact that like one team is more efficient offensively than the other, more efficient defensively than the other, has a higher rating. Um, you go across the board in the stats, they're like, identical like in points per game and three-point percentage and assists and steals and these two teams almost mirror each other it's kind of a it is kind of you know one of the it's like that spider-man meme where they're looking at pointing at each other you know it's these two teams kind of are i I don't know that meme but i'll have to look it up you don't know that meme okay well the listeners can maybe they can help us out with that but anyway that was my (laughs) initial takeaway so i will now hand it back off to you and Let's see what uh, Rachel has to say about this matchup. Initial thoughts. I agree with the offensive um, and defensive-minded um, type of game. I, I think I'm I'm fascinated with it because, well, first off, like LA is just like the travel that they've had to face within the last just like five days. I mean, they were just there. They had to fly back to the West Coast. They got done playing last night at ten o'clock close to 10 o'clock and they were back. The shuttle picked them up at 6.15 this morning to head to LAX to fly back out to DC. I mean, so you've got that. You've got Candace Parker, who is sick. You've got uh, NECA, who we found out has been battling mono. Um, but she's like going out there playing like Jordan when he had the flu. I mean, ish, like I was talking about a little bit. But she you know, played very well. She played 36 minutes last night. So I think you can anticipate that NECA will be playing. But um, man, the sparks, the sparks are just getting tossed around right now in terms of just kind of the travel. But, um, you know, we've beaten a dead horse when it comes to that in the league, I think enough this year. So I think from that standpoint, I, you know, Washington getting the bye and being at home, um, being rested, um, to me, they have a clear advantage in that. Um, I think the series is two to one so far. Washington's got the advantage. And so, um, and, and not to mention like, like the mystics were on what, what was it? An eight game winning streak. Uh, before they played the Lynx, um, which was um, 
Waylon's last game. So there was speculation as to like, did they just not even play, you know, like, like Deladon didn't even play like hardly the second half um, in that game. And so um, headed into kind of this game, I think Washington's playing very well. I think they're clicking. Um, they're playing, playing confident. They're rested. Um, so just from, from that type of perspective, I think Washington's got the upper hand, a major upper hand. Uh, but man, you can't deny the way the Sparks came out last night um, and played on Tuesday night. I mean, how about Chelsea Gray? I mean, she was like Chelsea Gray that we know she can be. Um, and they're out there, you know, playing tremendous. And, and you've got Candace Parker who like only had two points. So I think if they can bring that and then you get you get Candace Parker going, I mean, this is going to be um, an incredible matchup in my opinion. And, and if, if, the, if the Sparks can kind of mentally – be tough enough to get through some of the fatigue and things that they've been fighting and kind of overcome like the home court advantage that Washington doesn't actually have because they're not actually playing at home. Um, I don't know. It's going to be a good one. I, I guess the, I'll, I mean, I'll just say it right now. The reason I think Washington's going to win is, is you guys are, are complicated intellectuals. I'm a simple guy with simple pleasures. And I like teams that don't have multiple question marks for me. For DC, the key to winning is Natasha Cloud. Does Natasha Cloud have the ability to keep this going in the playoffs and do it again? I say again because let's let's flash back to her game-winning shot with Elena Beard, the best defender in this league, in her face. If Natasha Cloud can play well, DC wins. For LA, I have three question marks. Candace Parker, Chelsea Gray, and Raquana Williams. They all need to step up. I don't think they can get away with only two of them stepping up and getting a victory. One, that is one That's of your best take. takes I've ever heard you say. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Rachel, you got me you, getting you, sentimental here. It's not the end of the season a yet. star for that. Congrats. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Well, well, since I hit the nail on the head on that one, let's move on to Phoenix and uh, Phoenix and Connecticut. This <laughs> one is We're going out on a high note. I'm going out. Yeah, yeah. Good. Done. Done. Uh, this one's intriguing to me because this is a repeat of last year's match. And again, Connecticut has has a first-round bye but plays that do-or-die in the second round, which we can talk about in an own episode whether or not we feel the second round should as well be do-or-die. But but I'm just curious. Uh, Pat, I guess you're, you're our Phoenix expert on the show. Do you think Phoenix is about to run away with another – under or upset based on rankings or I mean I, I as we said last episode it's it's hard for me to ever say it's an uh, they're the underdog when you have Diana Taurasi yeah I mean they're not going to run away with this I mean this is going to be a great game I mean you're getting tomorrow night you're getting two of the best offensive teams in the league going at it. you're going to have just like that Dallas game from when Phoenix played on Tuesday night you're going to have a frenetic pace both teams are going to try to get up and down the floor a lot of threes, a lot of points getting scored. It's going to be a hot offensive heavy game. Um, you mentioned, Ari, the real interesting thing here is that we're back here a year later where we were, you know, in 2017 when the Connecticut Sun were the hot new team in the playoffs. Everyone thought, wow, this is the young team. They're fun. Can they maybe, you know, maybe they can't get to the finals this year, but can they push the Lynx or Sparks a little bit, you know? Um, and then Phoenix came in. Phoenix had all the experience on their side, came in and won that game on the road uh, behind a, a great performance. Uh, what I think one of Diana Taurasi's best uh, was last year in Connecticut. Stole, uh, you know, stole that game on the road in advance and sent the Sun packing. 
Um, the Sun are a year older now, um, and they're clicking. They're playing well at the right time of the year. Um, and I think this game is going to be just like the first game. These teams match up so well. Um, they're almost like carbon copies of each other um, in a sense, except for a few differences here and there. Um, but still, I think this is going to be an outstanding game to watch. And uh, again, very similar play. And um, yeah, I, I think it's it's a 4-5 matchup. I don't think this is going to disappoint at all. Yeah, I, it's going to be intense. And here's the thing. Bonner. Yes. Bonner. She's Bonner. so important for them because she is – what Phoenix needs to do is like they're going to they're gonna score their points. They're going to they're gonna score. Diana, Dewana Bonner, you just mentioned she's part of that, that, that crew. Brittany Griner. I mean, Stephanie Talbot gave them a huge performance yesterday, a double-double. It was quiet, but still it really helped them out. Um, but what Bonner can do is they're going to need defense and they're going to need rebounding. They play it as different aspects. They played well defensively on uh, Tuesday night, but there were aspects that weren't that great. They're going to need to be more consistent defensively against Connecticut, which doesn't make the same mental mistakes that mental errors that Dallas makes and is much more consistent and is much, is just a much better team uh, is better coached. Um, they're not going to be able to do that. And just rebounding Connecticut's the best rebounding team in the league. They have arguably the best rebounding big in John Quill Jones. And between her and Shanae, you have arguably the best two, you know, duo on the boards in the league. So um, Dewana Bonner is going to have, going to be called on to do a lot tomorrow night. And you're, um, you know, she's a Jack of all trades for this team. And she could be, she's, you know, she could be the X factor for Phoenix tomorrow night. Flip it over, Rachel. Talk to me about Connecticut. <laughs> Why do you think I think Connecticut's going to win? <laughs> because I've been vocal about it. Oh, I mean, they, Pat, Pat, Pat made a, well, no, but well, Pat, man, you know, I got to pin you guys I, against I, each other so you don't gang up on me. This is like it's his first take. One of, this could be one of the greatest, like, games we've seen in recent years in, in WNBA, like, playoff history, in my opinion. Because I just, both teams are playing so well. Both teams are, um, poised right now both teams I mean with what, what what Phoenix is doing what they were doing the other night the, the way they're playing those those big three the way Bonner's playing the way Tarazi's playing I mean that's that's insane the level that they're playing in right now um and and coming into the playoffs are playing extremely well Connecticut has just always been an, an intriguing team um very disciplined that that just like has a chip on their shoulder right now and when they have that chip on their shoulder I think they're extremely difficult to beat um, it, this is a really hard one for me to predict. I mean, Connecticut's tied in the league for the best um, home home record in the season. So having that home court advantage for them is huge. Um, uh, but on the flip side, Phoenix also has one of the best road records in the league. So, I mean, every, you just kind of go down the line, every stat, every individual player, different things going on um, just from a st- statistic side of things. I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be like marginal how close this game is going to be, but um, I'm going to go, I'm going to go with the sun. So answer me this. Who's got better defense. Who's got better I'm defense. Go with the sun. I think, I think the, the way they rebound the basketball, I, I think agree. Um, just as a whole, as five unit, five, you know, the unit on the floor, five players on the floor, I think they're the better defensive team. Pat, you agree? Yeah, I agree. Connecticut is the better defensive team. Um, I think not taking anything away from Phoenix. I just think like you said, it's a more complete, they don't have as many 
um, the floor is higher defensively. You know, they don't have as many, like, as I like to say, turnstiles on defense. Like, they're all relatively to, like, average to good defensive players. Phoenix, I mean, as much as we love Diana Taurasi, I mean, she's a liability on defense. They have to hide her on defense. Um, so, yeah, exactly what you well, said, just, Rachel. Just, I, but I but just looking more. at the numbers, sorry, real fast. See, I mean, they're, they're, yeah. they're right next to each other in, in points they're allowing per game. Connecticut's given up 81 and a half, just over 81 and a half points a game. Phoenix given up 83. So, I mean, they're back-to-back with each other in terms of what their defense is allowing. So um, that's even marginal within itself. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I guess the, the question, because the, the two big things, the two storylines in my mind is for Connecticut, have they gotten over that hump? Because, again, they don't – not again, but for the first time, I guess. They don't really have a player – they don't have much playoff experience or playoff victory experience on their roster. So to me, that's the biggest question mark for Connecticut. Can they get over that kind of playoff jitters uh, and be like, hey, this is our second year. We're not going to screw the pooch again. And then for Phoenix, have we forgotten too little? That was a pun. Or no, I, I screwed up the pun. But you know what I'm getting at. Have we forgotten that question mark that the little injury, that was a good pun, the little injury has caused them? Yeah, well, the thing is that they've – if you've seen, like, Sandy Brundello has actually made a really interesting adjustment to her starting lineup is that she's actually kind of gone to play small. I mean, you keep Griner at the five, but she's actually moved Bonner over to the four, and we go back to, again, here we are, how Bonner is this jack-of-all-trades who can do a little bit of everything for Phoenix. So they've been able to – and they're kind of doing it like, you know, it's like, you know, holding up – trying to hold the Ford up. They're trying – you know, Stephanie Talbot is the flavor of the month right now, like – she will – I'm assuming she will start again tomorrow night after giving them a double-double on Tuesday. She will start against Connecticut, and um, she's going to be, you know, ex, you know, expected to – I'm thinking they're just going to – they're going to ride her given that she's playing well. So um, – but, like but like I was saying, they've made some adjustments to their lineup to um, counteract the loss of Sancho Little. And as you've seen, they've won five in a row going back to the regular season. They seem to have found – some of that mojo from earlier in the year. Yeah. yeah I mean, it, look, it's going to be amazing basketball. It's playoff basketball. It's do or die. And I think the do or die aspect makes me lean towards Phoenix because Phoenix has Diana Taurasi, who we have talked about. And I, and I've said, you know, in many forms, I don't believe she's the goat, but there's one form that is undeniable that she is the goat as much as I hate to admit it. Uh, it's her ability in these types of situations, kind of like how we were talking about in our raw and uncut episode. You should check it out um, where we talked about it, how, you know, if you're going to be in that discussion of being the greatness, we expect you to make two free throws late in the game when your team's down three and Diana Taurasi would say, screw the free throws. I'm yeah. hitting the three. I mean, she's the best. She's the best scorer, I think, in the league's history. I think it'd be hard to argue against that. It is. And it, it's always going to be difficult going against Tarazi in the playoffs, in a do-or-die situation. Um, so I understand that. I, I just think it's interesting. This is my final point with it. Um, Phoenix is could very well go win this entire thing. It's entirely possible. But yeah. but with them, they're, they're, they're a three-headed monster, in my opinion. Um, a very, very talented three-headed monster that um, if, if any one of those heads is cut off or something is... Um, not at full force, they're very vulnerable. Um, the thing that's intriguing about Connecticut, and, and I have always differed with you, 
when it comes to like, oh, they don't have that dominant force. The thing that's intriguing about Connecticut is they are like a five-headed monster. Um, anyone on that roster, any given night, has the capability of going off. We've seen it from John Quell Jones. We've seen it from Courtney Williams. We've seen it from Melissa Thomas multiple different times. We've seen it from Rachel Bannum off the bench. Um, so so that that's what's scary about Connecticut is from top to bottom, it's anyone's night, any given night. Um, and for, for opponents playing Connecticut, it makes it that much more difficult to scout, that much more difficult to scheme against, uh, because they aren't just limited in what they're capable of doing. So um, I think I, I'm going to go with Connecticut on this. I feel like they're going to, um, not that they necessarily need a breakout game, but I think this is going to be a, a big time breakout for the franchise in terms of, um, you know, that advancement in the playoffs. Rachel, I have, yeah. a, I have a good stat for you. Oh, Ari, do you mind if I jump in here real quick? Nah, do it, bro. Okay, so it, you bring up a really <laughs> – Jesus. Um, it's playoffs. I'm amped up. I'm I know, sorry. I know. You're ready. Um, so you bring up a really good point, Rachel, and I was doing some research on this. You know that Connecticut has five starter, five, not just five starters, excuse me, five players who finished the season – in double figures mm-hmm. scoring average this year, in double figures. That's the most of any team in the league this year. Yep. Yep. That's what it is. Just a balanced offensive attack. And I'm going to side with Rachel here. I am also going to pick Connecticut. I think it's a balanced team offensively, defensively. I like how they're playing right now. They're at home. They're, you know, well coached. Um, something seems to be right in the water up in Connecticut right now. And I, uh, I'm going with them. We didn't make the picks for Sparks and uh, Mystics. Pat, make your pick. <laughs> I was like, I don't remember making a pick. Um, I am picking the Sparks. I'm going with the Sparks. I feel like they had Washington on the ropes last week. They clearly they're not afraid going in there. Um, they should have won there that game. They lost to the buzzer. Um, I think that that's something fresh in their minds. Um, I, I I like. I, I think. You know, I, I think I hope that again the travel thing is is really tough, and I think that um, you know the that's a big thing. I think they're tired. You can tell they're running on fumes right now. With obviously, Candice was not a hundred percent last night, and um, and Neko was certainly not either. Uh, but I am going with LA on the road. That for those reasons too, but also because I need it to fulfill my WNBA Finals pick, and I will not reveal that. But you can if you you know, pick, if you uh, figure out the matchups, you can figure out what my finals prediction might be. And in order for that to work, I need the Sparks to beat the Mystics tomorrow night. Okay. He's just not announcing it because he wants to be able to flip-flop. Well, I want, no, no. You no, want me to announce I, no. it? I'll go on the record. No, here. no, no, no. I, I, I think I know what you're talking. And I if, think you've, you've already told me. Yes. I, I think if you, if it doesn't take much, listeners, if you go and look at the scenarios and if the Sparks beat the Mystics, then just look at how the seating will work out and see who I might have. Just saying. All right. Rachel, I'm going, you're up. I'm going with Washington. I am. Um, I think it'll be really close. It's a really tough one for me to, to predict and to go with. I think the inconsistencies of the spark this year um, don't, just, just don't have me convinced right now. Um, and I think Washington's playing extremely well, and I think they've got the advantage in all the other areas. So that, that's, that's my pick. It'll be a close one, though. It will be a close one, and will Tebow get his first WNBA championship? Find out in a few weeks, the WNBA Finals. This has been the WNBA Insider Show. Each week, we cover important topics to the W using X's and O's along with key stats. 
Rachel Galligan, Pat Ralph, and me, R.A. Schwartz.